Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 109. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, Welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And as usual, I just have to start every week by saying thank you so much to everybody for just all the love and support you guys give the show and just for listening. After last week's episode, I heard from so many of you. I had talked a lot about our med journey and kind of where we're at with medication. Every time I talk about medication, I get so many messages (laughs) and it's so nice because it really reminds me that so many of us are just, you know, on the same path and really all in this together. And so many of you are in a similar situation that we are, that you've been kind of up and down on this medication roller coaster, or you're just looking to start meds. And it really is just always so comforting to know that I have this community and that, like I said, we really are just like all in this together. So for today's episode, I am super excited. My guest is a returning favorite, Kelly Davis from Growing Up Steven, who Kelly was my guest all the way back at episode 38, which if you haven't listened to that one, definitely check it out. Kelly goes into more detail about kind of the early days of her journey with her son, Steven, who is now 30. And that was an amazing episode. I honestly still get people messaging me about that episode. And Kelly and Steven are just so, so much fun. And I I love following them. And I'm sure many of you do too. So it was great to get Kelly back on the podcast. One of the things I love so much about Kelly is just her honesty. She is so open and willing to kind of go there about some of these really sort of difficult to discuss topics. And obviously, you know, Stephen being 30, she is a very seasoned and experienced mother. So she just has so much wisdom to impart to, you know, moms like me who are kind of in the more early phase of this journey. And I know many of you listening will appreciate just all all the wisdom she shares and these little like nuggets of truth. <laughs> when I listen back to this episode, it just once again blew me away because I feel like there's, I took so much away from it and 
same thing with the first conversation we had. I just feel like Kelly is such a truth teller and I really appreciate that. And I know you guys will too. One little thing, the audio on this episode is totally fine. You can understand everything, but at the end, there is a bit of a delay. So it sounds like her and I are like answering each other <laughs> like too quickly. Um, but sorry, you know, sometimes that connection is just a bit of an issue, but everything Kelly says comes through loud and clear. And it's really just when you get more towards the end of it. So just wanted to throw that out there, but it is an awesome episode. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Welcome back to Adventures in Autism. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm so glad to have you back on the pod. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, you are honestly one of my favorites. You and I connected many moons ago and we were just saying you you were on the podcast like honestly back in the beginning I'm gonna put the episode number in the intro because I can't remember it now but it's been at least like a year and a half since you've been on do you want to quickly tell us a little bit of your background with Steven and if people want to hear more of that they can go listen to that episode but just to kind of give listeners a little backstory sure sure um so Steven um was diagnosed um, as autistic at the age of two and a half. Um, and back then, you know, they did a scale, like one to 10 scale. And so he was mm-hmm. diagnosed um, close to a 10. They said like nine and a half or whatever, something along those lines. Um, but, and he was nonverbal. And, you know, so this was, he's now 30. So all those years ago, believe me when I tell you there was so much unknown about autism. It was just this big, scary word and nobody knew anything. Even the doctors that specialized in it seemed to be unsure of what, you know, the outcome for our children would be. So, you know, that was, that was a lot of scary stuff, you know, going on. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we just kind of took one thing at a time and, um, now he, um, he is 30. (laughs) So there was a, there's so, so much that has gone on between clearly between two and a half and 30. So, um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So people want to hear like more in depth, more of the backstory, they can listen to that earlier episode we did. Yeah. Um, but kind of like picking up from where we left off, how have things been lately for you and Steven? What have you guys been up to? Well, um, we uh, recently had a move, which it was, you know, we're still in Florida, so it wasn't like a moving out of state move or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good move for our family, which, you know, a lot of times when our children have disabilities of any kind, really, but, um, you know, when they're autistic, they have trouble with change, they have trouble, Mm -hmm. you know, adjusting. Um, But, you know, I think that as families and as parents, we have to think what is best for our our entire family. It doesn't, it it shouldn't be what's just best for Stephen. It needs to be what's best for our entire family, because if we are all doing well, Stephen's going to do well. Mm-hmm. So we made the move because, it, like I said, it was best for our whole family. Um, however, Stephen is at the point now where he just he does extremely well. Um, before we moved, he was volunteering and he loved where he was volunteering so much. He volunteered at a school um, that specialized 
and autism. And he helped the kids. They were younger. Of course, they were elementary school age and he helped them and he loved it. So that was, that was a little bit that tugged at my heart that he had to leave that. Um, That was the hardest thing for me, for him Mm -hmm. to take him away from. But he's adjusted very well. You know, we talked to him about it before we left and he was in agreement that it was the best thing for all of us, including him, because we came to a bigger area where we thought there would be more opportunity for him as well. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's adjusted very well. He loves it. Uh, we've met, we've made a lot of friends. We've, you know, so he, he's doing, he's doing really well. That's awesome. That's so good to hear, especially because like you said, that piece of, you know, kind of needing more time to adjust to things and often we hear about like people on the spectrum being more rigid about certain things and then like that presents its own challenges I'm so glad to hear that he has adjusted well with the move yeah and you know of course growing up um change and he was definitely more like that but you know that's just something we worked upon because that's how life is yeah and you know there's no way to sugarcoat that so we just worked on those things a little at a time and you know he he adjusted very well i'm happy to say i'm proud of him for doing for adjusting so well i love to hear you say that cuz i feel like that was something that i really took away from our last conversation was you had mentioned about several different things, just kind of like little by little making that progress. And then it's like little by little, it becomes a lot. And I feel like, you know, everyone has their own idea of, or not just their own idea, but like their own way of doing things. And we all know like what's best for our kids, but I tend to follow that philosophy more like you, where I feel like as much as I wish the world was set up for autism, it's not. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I could not have said that better myself. It is definitely not. And uh, I try to tell parents all the time, you know, this is this is not an autism world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you're right. And I wish that everyone was accepting and that, you know, everyone would wrap their arms around all of our children and help them every step of the way. But the truth is they have to know how to help themselves as well. Yes. And, and you're really like, as much as it's difficult and, you know, there's definitely growing pains with that. I, I definitely. think that we are doing a service to our kids when we are giving them that, that knowledge and that independence. Cause I feel like that's something that comes up a lot too, is like, we want our kids to be as independent as possible, but -hmm. it's like, if we're constantly shielding them from things that they're not going to get that opportunity. Right. And I, you know, I was very guilty of shielding Steven from, from so much. And, you know, the older that our children get, the more complicated things get. Yeah. So you find yourself having to explain things to them that you wish you didn't have to explain to them. Like, why would somebody be mean to me? Why would somebody lie about me? Why would somebody try to hurt me? You know, you find yourself having these conversations and, you know, they're very difficult to have, but, you know, they, you have to have it on clearly on their level and what you, how, talk to them in a way you feel like they can understand. But that's why it's so important to start young because the issues that they experience when they're young, they just get bigger and bigger. And, you know, so we have to be, we have to prepare them the best to the best of their ability and, you know, just, just the best that we can. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. That is good advice. 
Um, so one of the things that I was, I was telling you beforehand that I, I appreciate so much that you're, I feel like you are always like preaching this and it really makes so much sense. Um, on social media, you are one of my favorite accounts to follow. Just, I love seeing Steven and you guys doing all your fun stuff, but you often will put up these like, you know, text kind of pictures. And it's just like, whatever you're thinking at the moment. And a lot of times you'll talk about the way that things were, you know, when Steven was younger, cause like you said, he's 30 now and how you as a parent sort of interpreted those things and how there were challenges and how much you want to help like moms of today with these young kids to sort of avoid those tough situations or avoid best as best they can. Cause it's, none of it's unavoidable, but you know, it's like right, you exactly have, like, the tools, the tools to get through these, these tough, these tough times. What, this is actually one of the questions we got, cause we got some questions. One of my questions, this is from my friend, Monica, actually, she said, what advice would she give her younger self if she could go back 20 to 25 years? And I would love to hear your answer. Oh my goodness. A thousand things. I would, <laughs> that is not an understatement either. I really would tell myself a thousand things. First of all, I would tell myself that even though you cannot see the progress, it is being made. Mm-hmm. It is moving at a snail's pace, but it is being made. And you might go months, even a year, and seem like there is zero progress being made, but it is being made. I will guarantee it is. So that is probably because I would consume myself with worry of, well, he's not doing this, and he can't do this, and he doesn't understand this. And I would just consume myself. And it really got in the way of me helping him like I needed to. Mm-hmm. And um, I would also say this, take care of yourself because I felt like, which is a very untrue statement, I felt like no one could take care of Steven like I can. No one could watch him. He, you know, he would be in danger because he he would run away or he, you know, he would, he would elope or, you know, or he would, he would get into something dangerous or poisonous or anything like no one could watch him like I could watch him and that just simply wasn't true so I never except for my husband I would leave him with my husband and even then I was you know still nervous but um you know I would say you know go do things for yourself go get your nails done go take a walk you know entrust somebody that loves Stephen with you know and and trust them and go do things for yourself, you know, whatever that may be, you need to get away and you need to, you know, not think about things and just clear your mind, spend time with friends, go out for a drink with your girlfriend. Just, I would definitely have done more of that Mm -hmm. for sure. I think that's really good advice and something that I personally have been working on for sure. This past year, I I told myself I was going to make self-care a priority and yeah. I I've done I think a decent job but one of the things because I, I felt the same way for a long time too of like oh like it's just so hard to leave Logan with a babysitter because I like you said I worry that my house is like there's a lock on everything so mm-hmm. it's like I don't even necessarily worry about him leaving so much as just like he that kid he is so mischievous he will find trouble like so quickly yeah Stephen too think- yeah Stephen was the same Yes. And I'm always like, he's just going to get into something. But the truth is like, 
he still gets into stuff with me. So I'm like, okay, then what does right. it matter if he's going to get exactly with or with a babysitter? Like I had to kind of tell myself like, you know what? Like things, it's not like it's perfect on my way. I was going to say, I was just about to say, <laughs> believe me, I made daily mistakes with him. Yeah. I I mean, I was so far from perfect, but yet (laughs) I wanted perfect to step in for me. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of, so you really need to think about that because there's just no such thing, you know? So, so that was kind of, and I also would have put, you know, and I've talked to you about this many times. I also would have put more time into my marriage. Uh, You know, we didn't make enough time. We were so consumed with, you know, Stephen and then our two other children that, you know, we just didn't make the time we should have for, for our marriage. And, And you know, it, it was, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. That's a question that I get asked like all the time is how do I, you know, maintain like a healthy, strong marriage through all this. And I think especially when parents are going through like an early diagnosis that, that, is hard. That's really hard. And I always say, I'm like, honestly, I think in a lot of ways I just got lucky because I feel like I can totally understand why this journey would, you know, kind of pull couples apart. Mm-hmm. I can, I can totally see that. I think honestly for Manny and I, it actually has brought us to get together, but I think a lot of that is luck to be honest with you. Yes. Um, as far as marriage goes though, what, what advice do you have then for somebody who is like, you know, maybe earlier the diagnosis or struggling, like, how would you, if you could go back, what would you do? Well, I would definitely um, go out once a month together, just the two of you. And uh, without a doubt, I would go out once a month. And if, you know, if you have grandparents that are close and love spending time with your kids, um, you know, do it more often. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your children are going to be better off if the marriage is strong and healthy. You know, my, my kids and, you know, I've always been honest about it because I want parents to learn from my husband and, and my mistakes. You know, our kids saw a lot of conflict um, and it really wasn't even about Stephen's autism. It was just mm-hmm. conflict because just with each other, because we didn't take the time to nurture our marriage. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take the time to do that, you grow apart and it just creates conflict. And that's just, that's the way it is. And my, my kids would, they're all three adults. And I think they all three would tell you that, that if they wish we would have spent more time as a couple so that, you know, we wouldn't have had such, you know, conflict in our marriage. So, you know, and we try to work on it, you know, we are still married. We've been married for 32 years and we, you know, we still try to work on it, but, you know, and we love each other, but I, I would be lying if I didn't say that the damage has already been done. And you ha- it's, a, it's a hard road to go back and fix a lot of that damage that could have been avoided if we would have taken time to nurture our marriage. So that's... That's such good advice. And I, I really appreciate your honesty yeah. because I feel like that's not easy to say. No, and it's really not. Yeah. yeah. My husband, he knows that I, how I feel. And he knows that I, I talk to younger couples about it and he agrees with me there. He 100% agrees with me about it. So, and you know, so, so we're, we're trying to, um, spend more time together and, and, you know, do things. And my, you know, my daughter will, at any time, you know, she loves spending time with Steven. So she will, um, spend time with him so we can do things together and, 
things like that. Well, so. that's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's it's not. Listen, I've been married for going on nine years, <laughs> and I feel like I've been married for like a lifetime. So. 32 years you guys deserve a medal i know that that's true well he thinks he deserves the medal and i think i deserve the medal so <laughs> the truth is you probably both yes i i, I i'm i'm not too good to admit that i'll admit that <laughs> well we, yeah we don't have to tell him no that, no <laughs> never <laughs> okay let me look back at some more of these questions because we got some really great questions yeah um okay This was one that you and I kind of were talking about a little bit earlier, and it's from Jenna Cooper, who she said, have your mom friend relationships changed because of autism? And you had said that this was sort of a pain point for you. Yes. Yes. When Stephen was first diagnosed with autism, that was... It was like I said, there almost 30 years ago, that was so that that word was so scary. Like you would say it and people would be horrified. I mean, they would look horrified. They would be like, oh my gosh, if they've heard of it. And if they hadn't heard of it, they'd be like, what is that? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he was diagnosed, I really did not want to tell my friends. I was scared. I didn't know what Steven's future would look like. And I, I just was just devastated. And so a couple of my friends that I was really close with, with, and Stephen had previously played with their children and, you know, Stephen showed signs that, you know, something was different and something was not a hundred percent, you know, something was going on you know, mm-hmm. more than a speech issue or anything like that. But they were always so, you know, go take them to a speech therapist. They were always so supportive. But, you know, after his diagnosis, they started to distance themselves from me. Um, they didn't want their kids, you know, they didn't let their kids play with Steven anymore. When I say let them, it's just like when I would call to uh, schedule a play date, you know, they were always busy and, Mm. you know, um, and I don't want to say it was all of them that, that would not be true, but I had one friend in particular that I was extremely close to and she is the main one. I would say distance herself from me and her Mm. and and her son and Steven. And it got, you know, more and more until she never spoke with me again. And I, you know, I told my husband at the time, you know, I'm not chasing people. Yeah. You know, if, and, and I think that it was the fact that she, for lack of a better explanation, I think she thought her son was going to catch it. Like Mm. Stephen was going to influence her son to be that way. Mm. That's what I Mm -hmm. really felt. Well, you know, she, she never said any different so, you know, that, that's just really what I felt. So, and I've never spoken to her again to this day. Wow. No, and we were close. So strange. I've never had anybody like push. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've definitely had some, some awkward moments. I, I, I haven't had any like good friends that I felt like pushed us away. But what I will say when you say like, oh, worried that her son would catch it. There are times when I feel like people are like, if we're having like a big play date or something, I feel like everyone's kind of like watching Logan in a way that the other kids are playing and doing their thing and they're not so concerned. And and it's like, I don't know if they're, if they're watching him because they are concerned, they want to make sure he's okay. But it's like sometimes, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being paranoid, but it's like, there's times when I almost feel like 
they're watching him to see like what he does wrong. Yeah. Almost like a judgment, almost like they're judging you. Yeah. I felt that way many times. Yes. And I've never felt like this with my good friends. It's more like when, you know, it's like a big group kind of Mm -hmm. thing or we're, we're out even with people I don't know, but if somebody knows that Logan has autism, um, it's like, they're, they're looking like, oh, he just did this. Oh, you should probably watch him. And it's like, it's, he's fine. He's, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Right. Right. It's like, especially I remember, um, one time this was before he was potty trained. And we were at a play date. There was a bunch, we were at like a, a party, actually, like a, like a neighborhood party. And Logan had, he was still in diapers. And instead of like, you know, bringing him to me, like kind of quietly and, and saying like, oh, Logan needs to be changed. This one person made like a big announcement of like, oh, he pooped. Oh my gosh. Him. Yeah. And see. I'm like, rude and this is not someone who I would consider a good friend so it's not like I am you know no love lost here but it's like stuff like that where you're like why why would you call him out that is why there needs to be so much more education and acceptance is really the word I'm looking for you know everybody there's no two same people in this whole entire world and everybody you know everybody has a little something that they could be judged for if that's the way we were going to be about it. So, you know, mm-hmm. just, I just think that I don't know why I could not go through life like that, doing that to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, honestly, and that's what, in those kind of situations, like I, I don't waste much. Effort <laughs> I'm just sort of like, if that's how you feel and that's why, how you want to live your life. I'm like, that's fine. Right. I'm like, I just, I'm going to remove myself from this situation and goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like the, the friend thing is hard. It's hard it is. Because, and I had said to you before too, like I haven't necessarily, you know, had, had friends that I was close to that I feel like I lost because of autism, but there, there were definitely friendships that I, I was the one who kind of pulled back because I was just so preoccupied right. with everything that was going on. Kind of like how you were saying with your marriage. Like I didn't, we didn't necessarily have those issues in our marriage, but I had friends that if it was people that I like, couldn't be so real with and vulnerable in those situations to be like, this is what we're dealing with. And it's really hard. And and if, if it was someone who I didn't feel like was like kind of giving me like the support I needed at that time, I did kind of pull back right. and there's people I'm not friends with now that I, I was years ago. And I mean, in, in some ways it's like, I sure I would like to still talk to them, but I also like in with your friend too, it's one of those things where you know, the, the real people stick around. That's, that's what I was just going to say. You know, the friends that, that I've had for 30 years, they love Steven like their own. I mean, those, you know, they're invaluable people. And, and so the, you're right. The ones that are meant to stick around. That's very true. And those are the people that you got to hold. Yes. And I definitely do. I definitely do. I actually have a friend who has a son who is 27 now and he is autistic and she um sadly she just died of breast cancer and yeah and so well I mean it was about I mean it was almost a year ago but she was a very close friend but you know I I have to tell you Megan it really hit me like a ton of bricks because her biggest fear was leaving her son And I could so relate to that. And she would say to me, I'm so afraid, you know, what's going to happen to him. And, um, 
you know, she, she had, she was married and, or she is, was married and she has a son and a daughter who the sibling bond, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't really, really close. And, um, but she, you know, she, she, they love him and, you know, she, but she talked to me her biggest concern. And so when she died, I just thought, I, I just couldn't help but think that that is all of our destiny. I mean, that is one day, you know, that's going to be all of us. And we have to help our kids the best we can and set them up, you know, financially, um, you know, with however, I mean, whatever's necessary, you know, with special needs trusts and ABLE accounts. And we have to make sure we have wills so that they're taken care of when we die and everything like that. But it really hit me hard because it was just right in my face. And, you know, I mean, she's, she was my age. Yeah, that's, oh, that's so, it's, it, it is, it's really hard. And I feel like any parent you talk to who, you know, has a child with autism or probably any special yeah. needs, if you ask them their biggest fear, it's going to be that. Yeah. And there, there it was at her door. And so it was, it was hard, but, uh, you know, she was a, she was a phenomenal mom and woman. So, so I think, you know, that that's going to help her son because everybody around him, you know, just needs to step up now. So and I'm keeping an eye yeah. on him. So hopefully, yeah. So <laughs> hopefully. Um, well, you mentioned siblings and that's another question we got to kind of shift things. Yeah. Um, can you talk about Steven? This is from, I don't have the name, Karma RS. Uh, can you talk about Steven's relationship with his siblings and how has it changed? I'm imagining how has it changed now that they're adults is probably what. what yes. So he has a brother who is 28 and a sister who is 24. And um, he and his brother are just two years apart. So they have grown up together. I mean, when they were little, they were so close. They, you know, he, they loved mm. each other. Um, so much and growing up and they still do by the way but um, growing up you know they <laughs> went to school together because you know Stephen was in the mainstream and so they were in school together all their lives um, not in the same class clearly because they were two years apart but you know they were in the same school and and their friends knew each other and um, so and then my daughter came and she is six years younger than Steven. And, you know, she, mm -hmm. she's very close with him as well. She's very bossy, you know, growing <laughs> up, she's still very bossy to him, but, um, <laughs> and so, and so fast forward to adults, you know, my son Patrick moved away because he got a really good job and, you know, that was difficult for all of us, but, you know, um, he still keeps in, you know, he still, he still comes and sees us a couple times a year and he, and Stephen email back and forth and he talks to them sometimes. And, you know, it's just when they grow up, you know, if they just have to live their own lives and they still keep in touch the best that they can, but you know, life is so busy, you know? Yeah. And then my daughter, she just um, moved out. She's still in where we are in the same state as we are, but she got a job and moved out. And, uh, but she's, you know, she's still, close to Steven as far as like living close to Steven. So she yeah. sees him, uh, sees him more and um, she's put, sends him cards in the mail, even though she doesn't live far away, but Aww. she'll send him cards in the mail. But you know, that's, that's kind of a girl versus a boy kind of a thing. You know yes. what I mean? <laughs> you know, my, my son's <laughs> yes. like, you know, he loves him and he knows it. And that's that. 
my daughter's yeah. my daughter's <laughs> different. You know, she's got to, you know, be extravagant and that kind of thing. So they seem like they have a really sweet relationship from everything I see. Yes, they do. They, they really do. And she, you know, she still will boss. And, you know, she is a first year teacher and she got, uh, she moved out and went to her apartment because she's a first year teacher. We're not getting near her because of COVID. So, right. cause they've mm-hmm. recommended that teachers don't go near their families and stuff like that. So we've stayed away from her, but Stephen was looking forward mm-hmm. to like going and spending you know the weekend with her because she likes she'll rent movies with him and stuff like that so we've not been he's not been able to do any of that so but hopefully you know hopefully soon in the next year I'm really (laughs) hoping yes yes that'll be so nice for them and so good for you yes yes we are we are all looking forward to that and Stephen loves it so much and it's very good for him to get away from us because there's other people in the world besides us. And, you know, I recently did a post about Stephen's doctor. Did you see my post? I don't know if you saw it or not. I don't about, think I did. We recently had a, a telehealth and it was with his psychiatrist who manages his medication. Um, and mm-hmm. she um, was talking to Stephen about, she always does. I really like her. And she's talked to Stephen about, he needs to work every day on his independence. And she, then she said to mm-hmm. him, you know, Stephen, mom, well, she said to both of us, not just Stephen, but she said, you know, Stephen, uh, moms don't live forever. Mm-hmm. And I, years and years ago, that would have upset me. And I would have probably been mad and thought, man, what a, but she's right. He's 30 yeah. years old. He is not too young to hear those words. And she's right. And moms don't live forever. And um, he needs to be without us sometimes. And he needs to work on his independence every day, whether he's 30, 40, it does not matter. You know, he needs to Mm -hmm. continue to do that. And so what, how did he take care of you? You know what? I was concerned. Um, And so I looked at him because I didn't know if I should address it with him or not. And so I, I just said to him, what do you think? And he, and he said, yes, you know, that's, that's true. I know that that's true. Okay. So yeah. He, gets he that. said, I, you know, I know that that's true. Yeah. Um, but um, he doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah, no, well, no, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. That's, right? that's very true. No. So yeah, yeah it, hard. it was that's hard, hard, but you know, I, I give her credit because she, she, she wanted wants him to understand that and you know i'm his mom i'm i'm not going to be so blunt and so brazen you know and he takes advice from all his doctors and you know she he heard her mm-hmm. well and like you said i mean for 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 him that's age appropriate yeah, that's right. to hear that like it's not like she was saying no no she never like, yeah no she would him. not have done that yeah right yeah right yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that that was um, a bold mm-hmm. thing to say to him, but but something that maybe nobody yeah. else would in that right. way. And he probably he does. Yeah, I, I think it, he I, I think he does, yeah. because, well, what what prompted her to say that was she said, is, is there things that you need to continue to work on? And he said, yes. And he, she said, okay, I want you to give me a couple examples because I'm going to hold you to it. I want to, next time I talk to you, I want to know that you worked upon these 
things that you're talking about. And he could not give her an answer. He couldn't think of what he wanted to work on. Uh And she said, you know, Stephen, we need to work on those things every day because moms don't live forever. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was appropriate. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, because it was the truth. (laughs) So, you know, and, 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 you know, he, he seemed to be okay with that, but you know, it was age appropriate. I mean, what, what are we going to wait for? Well, and I think that that's something that I'm constantly having to reevaluate for myself is like, you know, I mean, Logan's still little, he's seven, he's going to be eight, but I'm constantly asking myself like, okay, what, what is an age appropriate for him now? You know what I mean? Because for so long, I just did everything for him. And then I realized like, well, I'm not doing him any favors because like we were saying, it's like independence is such a big piece of it. And whether they're seven or 30, they can have right. some type is of- Is he going to be, I mean, we all know, and, and she that. knows he's not going to be fully independent, but she wants him to right. be as independent as he possibly can. And Absolutely. that's what we all want. Yeah. That's what we all want. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that actually, that leads into the next question pretty well. It's a, this okay. is also my friend, Jamie. It's um, what does his day to day look like? And then there's a couple like other ones. It's does, does he live at home? Does he have a job and what activities does he do? So I'm very curious. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, so before COVID hit, we were um, getting ready to start with the new voc rehab and job coach. So we are hoping at the end of this oh, month wow. to resume that because he does not have a job. Yes. Okay. Yes. So he does not have a okay. job mm-hmm. right now. Um, and he, uh, but he, you know, we're, we're looking, we're looking into that, you know. That's one of the things I feel like you also advocate so hard for. And I appreciate is, you know, yeah. adults in the spectrum. Oh, the services um, and the, oh, they're so terrible. They, the, the programs yeah. that they offer are so bad. I mean, I, for lack of a better word, they are, they are not good. Um, however, yeah. his day to day, and he doesn't have two of the same days. Usually um, he does different things. He works on, he's very interested in maps. So he works on mapping stuff because he's hoping to pot we're possibly going to go after um transportation department um with maybe with the city or the county or maybe disney or just something some kind of a big company where you know um we could possibly you know incorporate him in there because he he loves yeah yes he's got so many skills um and he also does take online classes he finds classes um, that he enjoys and then we'll take him like he's done web page design he's done data data entry class he's done a secretarial class um, you know so so we try to find classes that will help improve his skills and um, and he takes one of those and the reason we do um, those type of classes is because he has his he has his like they give him six months to take the class so he goes at his own pace Mm -hmm. if he what he works on it a little every day um and then it's from start to finish and then he actually gets a uh, certified he gets certified in whatever class that is when he's done but it has he does have a time limit of six months um okay so he enjoys that and he enjoys um watching sports when he has some free when he has some downtime okay. he loves sports uh-huh. um he we we are always trying to do things we go out all 
kinds of places. I try to get him out and about and uh, do things he enjoys. He he loves adventure. He loves going everywhere. So mm-hmm. um, he does that. He enjoys playing soccer. He enjoys playing basketball. He enjoys he enjoys you know all of those tennis. <laughs> he enjoys swimming. Okay. So and we're in Florida, so you know. So he really does. Yeah. So there's no two days really that that look alike for him. That's awesome. I'm curious, especially because we were talking about the independence piece of things, like around yes. the house, that kind of stuff. Does he like? Will he like make his own lunch? Will he like do his laundry? Like where? What are you guys working on? Yeah, yes. So we are working. Like yesterday, I had him start the dishwasher on his own um, because that you know that's tough for him because um, his motor skills sometimes his fine motor skills sometimes get in the way, and the buttons are little, and he has to put the thing in the the you know the the cleaner in and push it and all that stuff. So, so we were working on that a little bit. Um, we try to cook some things a few times a week. Um, sometimes it's now, as far as his breakfast, he does, he makes his breakfast by himself. Like he'll make a bagel. Um, he makes his own oatmeal. He likes to put all kinds of stuff in there. Maybe that's like bananas, <laughs> peanut butter, raisins, stuff like that. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um he good. and kill me and you know, we've worked on the toaster and the oven's not, you know, the oven's still really tough. He can do anything in the microwave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And as okay. far as laundry goes, yes, we are working on laundry. I always have him put things in the dryer for me or put things, you know, sort sort the dark and the light, that kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then he vacuums all the time. He vacuums almost every day. He oh. vacuums uh, like we have an area where we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you know how that is. Even with adults, I don't know how. I'm like, adults oh, are in yeah. this house. But, so he vacuums <laughs> that every night. And I don't usually, one time I wasn't feeling well. And my husband was at work and I was in bed. I said, listen, Stephen. I don't feel good. And so he, he, he's like, okay, so he was having leftovers anyway. So he got leftovers. So I am sound asleep and I heard a noise and I wake up and he's down there vacuuming everything. I know. Oh I was like, uh, I know. Good I said, you. Stephen, thank you so much for vacuuming. And he says, yes. And you didn't even have to tell me. I said, no, I sure oh. didn't. I sure didn't. So that kind of stuff I like oh to gosh. see. I like to see him initiate stuff without me telling or asking which you know he has he does some he does okay with that and he he has a long way to go with that as well (laughs) so it's just like my husband (laughs) (laughs) no right I know you know what's so funny though I I feel like vacuuming is like a good I know chore I my husband loves to vacuum and my son's therapist the other day he was like oh yeah he's like I'm the only one who vacuums at my house and whenever my brother comes over he always vacuums too and I'm like (laughs) exactly I know exactly (laughs) yeah and he um he also uh, takes the trash out so every week so that's good yeah yeah so we're working on stuff we still have a lot to do but we try every every day we try to do something well, I think like whatever he can do to, to help you out. And then that helps himself. Like, yeah, I agree. That's it's great. a win-win. 
just keep doing it. Absolutely a win-win. Um, this is another really good question. It's what has changed since what has changed since she saw I'm gonna okay. butcher this. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to figure out. Basically, with, with therapy, what has changed, like, in, in terms oh, of, like, my goodness. therapy? And uh, since Logan was diagnosed, Logan, since, since Stephen was diagnosed, like, what changes have you oh, seen, like, my in goodness. the field? First of all. So many. Listen, wh- if you wanted any ABA when 30 years ago, you better have gone underground to get it. And that is the <laughs> truth that I, what I did was it was so controversial back then. And I was kind of scared of it. Cause I was like, what the heck is, is it? So I started doing whatever research I could on it. And I thought, but the, the, the scary thing always seemed to be connected with the therapist doing it. Like they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So I said to heck with that, I'm going to learn it myself. And so I taught myself and I did it with Steven myself. I didn't, I, I didn't let him get yeah. therapy because I was afraid, but I, I think that was, you know, I think it was people scaring people, but it has come so far and there's so many qualified therapists now. And, um, it seems to be, you know, from what I've seen and from people's, you know, I think it's still a little controversial. I know that some in the autism community don't yeah, like it. And, but um, mm-hmm. I feel if it's a good, you know, if it's a good fit for your child and it's helping them, you know, then, you know, give it a try. If, if anything at all seems like it's detrimental to your child, I, I never agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like they're, I mean, obviously it's like we all to each their own and I respect anybody's opinion. If, if you feel like you don't think ABA is right for your right. child or like you said, if, right. it's, if it's harmful in any way, then like, no, absolutely not. That's, if it, it, that's not even a question. Um, but for kids like Logan, I know like so many people, we have had such a great, right. A lot of people experience. do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I honestly, like there, there has been, honestly, I think like two times where I've had to say like, I'm not super comfortable with that. And it wasn't even like big things by any stretch, but it was like a couple of things where I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. And then it was never done again. Right. It was never a question. And I think that's something that people, and I had that same, that same kind of viewpoint. Cause before we started ABA, I heard, you know, oh, it turns kids into robots right. and it's so intense. And I, I think it really just has to be what works best for your child. And if you have a therapist or a company that doesn't have that philosophy and they want to do like kind of that old school, mm-hmm. really rigid ABA, then right. you, know, you got to find a new company or and parents also need to keep in mind, you know, they are the advocate. They have to they have to pay attention to yes. what is going on. They have to observe the therapy. If there's something they don't like, they need to speak up. They don't, you know, they it's not it's not something that has to, you know, if you're not happy with it, you know, forget it. Move on, you know, move like you said, move Absolutely. on to someone new. But, you know, then there's always speech therapy and OT is pretty much the same. But, you know, a new mm-hmm. there. Well, it's not new, but a therapy that is overlooked all the time that I really I worked for um, a company for 10 years. So I know this is therapeutic horseback riding. I saw Ooh. so mm-hmm. many autistic 
children and adults do extremely well mm -hmm. with therapeutic horseback riding. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to look into it for Stephen in, mm -hmm. in our new area that we live in. But I saw so yeah. much success and it's really under underused. Yeah, I, I, I have a couple friends that have tried equine therapy. And then actually just this past weekend, I was at like an autism charity event that was at a, mm -hmm. a ranch where they do equine therapy. Um, and we, we haven't tried it. I would, I would love, I would love to do it. I think it is. Oh, pricey. really? Well, ours was, um, ours it. had scholarships. <laughs> yeah. So that, that oh, was, that right. was really that's good. Right. And it might yeah. be pricey. You know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure, but yeah. <laughs> I, I saw so much progress out of those kids. So yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. My sister is um, in therapy. Yes, obviously, just with everything she's she's going dealing with. Her her therapist is a big yeah. proponent of equine therapy. Yeah, well, I agree like, for, for anybody for for anyone with any kind of mental like health issues or like you said for autism. I mean, I think it's, it's oh really, yeah, they have like, a lot of veterans in the where I used to work. There's a lot of veterans in yeah. there, PTSD mm -hmm. and all that, and I just saw it do great mm -hmm. things for so many. So yeah. We actually live in like a very, uh, there's a lot of horse tables around here. So I, I probably should do more, more searching before I say it's pricey. Cause it's just like the couple that I've looked into. So yeah. And so, also you should see if searching. they have scholarships because yeah, because sometimes, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they do and, and it's, it's worth looking into for sure. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, okay. I think we maybe have gone through almost all okay. of our questions. I was saving this one for last because I love, okay. I love ending on a moment like this. But what has been your proudest moment? I'm sure it's hard. I actually oh think I really to say though. Yeah, but you you, you say it well. First, I don't want to say there it. have been so many. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm -hmm. But I did not long ago post mm -hmm. when he spoke at his graduation. <laughs> that's what i was gonna say and i have chills just yeah he um he actually um spoke and how that came about was he and no one knew it except for his his um assistant that he had who was a, a male assistant he had had for several years he knew it and i knew it and then clearly all the administrators knew it but the girl that was the gave the mm -hmm. senior speech went to the administrators and said she wanted to give up some of her speech so that Stephen could talk because he inspired them all because he was in the mainstream and he inspired them all so much. And she felt that he deserved to be up there and talk. And so he was, you saw, and he was very quick and to the point, but he wanted mm -hmm. to tell all of his friends, congratulations. And so that's exactly what he did. And when he did that, so I said, Stephen, do you want to, tell mom what you're going to say. And he said, no, I, you know, I, I want, and I, so I was a little concerned, <laughs> but when he, Megan, when he walked up on that stage, you could have heard, there was thousands and thousands of people there. You could have heard a pin drop after everyone cheered for him. And then he started to talk mm -hmm. and that place went silent. And then when he was done, they just mm -hmm. stood up for him and clapped. And it just was so, you know, that was that was so proud. But, you know, another I want to say I have a couple more and I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. No, I want to hear. I always <laughs> daily 
Stephen, you know, we go lots of places and he loves to, to do things. And daily, there's not a time that he doesn't have an interaction with someone that he doesn't say, have a nice day. Or he holds the door open for a lady mm-hmm. or he um, tells them thank you. Or we go out to eat dinner and he'll say please and thank you. And he'll tell them it was nice to meet them. You know, that every day it makes me proud because um, we're talking about somebody who is nonverbal that, um, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't think understood a word that I, that I said to him, you know. And so, you know, and he yeah. – Mm-hmm. listen to me when I said, you know, uh, these are important things to do because it gives an impression of who you are and you're a great person. And I want people to know that about you. And that's exactly what I say to him. When you present yourself like this, mm-hmm. people are going to, you know, know what kind of a wonderful person you are. And it's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yes. Yeah. Good character. Good character. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, of course, mm-hmm. I think it goes without saying that all of the challenges and that this, that Stephen has, I was going to say that this boy, but this man has overcome in his life has made me so proud. <laughs> I mean, he has had more challenges than 10 adult, typical, whatever that word means, men. He has had more challenges and he has persevered through every single one of them. And I just don't know how many people could have, could have done it. Mm -hmm. So all of those things make me proud. Those, those three things stand out to me. Oh, well, that warms my heart. I just, oh my gosh, I I adore Steven. I I love seeing all your posts with him. I I love, it, it just warms my heart. And I feel like you guys are, are setting such a great precedent for, you know, people like me who have young kids and it's like, we see Steven and everything that he's doing and all the work that you're doing to advocate. And it just, it's, it's so, it's so needed. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having, you know, me back on and everything. And I want to, you know, encourage any parents, um, they're welcome to reach out to me if they want to. I have a lot of parents that reach out to me. So, you know, I don't mind that whenever they do reach out to me, the first sentence is, I'm so sorry to bother you. But you know, that's why I started my page. <laughs> I started my page, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and the only thing I want to else I want to say is to all of you moms starting out, including you, even though you're, you're not quite starting out, but you kind of are mm-hmm. starting out. Um, you know, there's, there's just no right or wrong in what you're doing. (laughs) You know, you just do the best you can every day Mm -hmm. and that, and you know, that progress is going to show up. Uh, You know, I promise it is. And you know what? Expect great things from your child. Don't, you know, expect great things and they're going to deliver it. I promise. So. I feel like that, what, what you said at the beginning and you just kind of reiterated of, you know, even if you feel like you're not seeing the progress, the progress is coming. I think that is like such an important thing to remember, especially in those hard days where Mm -hmm. you're in the regression, the regression that they have. Yeah. They all have. Yeah. I was just going to say, especially with with COVID and, you know, being out of therapy, out of school, we've definitely seen some regression. And I, 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 but at the same time, I know that's true, that it's like that progress is being made, even when you can't see it, because right. I, we've had those moments before where like all of a sudden it's like, you know, th- that, 
that switch just right. flips and it's right. like, oh my gosh. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> you know what I yeah. Mean? Um yes. And those moments are are everything and you just have to like hold on to those. Yes, I agree. Like I said during those those tough times. Well, please Please share where everyone can Yes, I am on Instagram, on um, Growing Up Steven. And um, that I am not on Facebook anymore. I tried the, to do both, but it just was just too much. And I just wanted to do a good job with one thing. And so, yeah, you know. That's smart. Yeah, so I decided to just stick <laughs> Very with <smart>. Instagram. So <laughs> that's where they can find me. Perfect. Streamlined. Wonderful. Yes. Everyone, if you're not following Kelly and Steven, you definitely need to, because it is just like, it's so, so happy, like seeing Steven doing well, but then also, like I said, like you'll post, you know, stuff from from how you felt years ago. And it's just like, it's such a good, I try to do that. I try to give, you know, help. I try to make it the full gamut. You do. Yes. And it, and it definitely is. And you do an amazing job. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Again, and everyone for a- asking all these yes, questions. Yes. Thank you, you for having really me. Awesome questions. You too. Yes, you you take care. Bye bye to you. You take care. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Kelly. I just love her. It's so awesome because, you know, Kelly and I connected on, on Instagram a very long time ago. Like I said, she was on the podcast way back in the beginning. And honestly, since then, we really have formed like such a true friendship. And she's someone that I speak to, you know, somewhat regularly and is really just like I had said during the episode, I love following her account and just hearing all those little nuggets of wisdom that she shares. I feel like it is so, so valuable. And I really just love her and Steven. (laughs) They make me so happy. So definitely check them out. And if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at adventuresinautism2018 at yahoo.com. 
I love to hear from you guys. I love getting feedback. If you have questions or comments, please send them my way. And if you've been enjoying the show and you would be so kind to take a moment and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast, that really helps other people to find the show. And if you have time to leave a few, you know, kind words as a review, that'd be awesome. But also just tap in that five star. It's very helpful as well. And I am very appreciative. And coming up, I have so many great episodes kind of in my vault that I cannot wait to release. I have some really good ones coming down the line, including another returning guest, returning favorite, I will say. So I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned. And until next time, take care.